Thursday afternoon to everyone. It is the Brian Adams Show. Caffeine for the mind. Thoughts that wake you up and make you think. Produced and broadcasted by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk Radio. You know, the Caffeine for the Mind today is, is uh, you know, I'll take, you know, questions, you know, throughout the week uh, and almost do kind of a mentoring, coaching over the Internet. And some of the questions I'm going to be of, uh, you know, sharing without the name, you know, o- over the uh, the show here. And, and this question I've had more than once. It's, it seems to be a, a question that comes up. I, w- I was gonna, actually had planned on talking about this subject even before we had uh, scheduled our host today, but I'm glad it, it kind of fell in the way it did because uh, you know we've got a great guest after our first break. We're, we're going to be speaking with with Jody Silence and uh, author of you know Prayful Awakening. And you know the thought for today is is I've asked people to to kind of type in and call in, call in, and uh, let me know your meaning, your thought, what your meaning of love is. Uh, number here nine one four three three eight one one eight six. Again, that's nine one four three three eight one one eight six. And I bring this up because you know one of the the questions I got last week was from a young lady, actually. Uh, I guess, you know, 35 may not be that young to, to some of you guys, but it is to me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, her, her question was, you know, she's, you know, going through another breakup, and it seems that she keeps, you know, picking out and ending up with the same type of guy. And uh, she kind of describes the guy. And immediately, before I even give her any input, you know, I type back, yeah, you know, my sister, you know, married the same guy three times. You know, dated him twice, and, and it, the, you know, only thing that really changes is the name and the face. The personalities were always the same. It was always the same. You know, mental and verbal abuse. You know, uh, you know, sometimes physical abuse, but not. You know, the alcohol, the drinking. Uh, you know, never being able to hold a job. I mean, the ex- I mean, identical. You could, you know, personality-wise, did not change. The only thing that wasn't changing. That's what we talk about here on Caffeine for the Mind. Is you know, the change has to come within you. And I've said this over and over again, and uh, as I've spoke with different clients and, and uh, people that I'm working with, is is you have to make that change. You know what inside of you, and this is what I'm, I'm asking this young lady, and what I had asked her was, uh, and you, and I, and I bet everyone listening right now knows at least one woman that does the same thing that my sister did, and uh, what this lady had emailed me and asked a question is is uh, you see it so often, is 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 I asked this young lady. You know, what is it about you that makes you feel so bad about yourself? What happened to you in your past that made you feel so bad about yourself that you don't think you deserve anybody better than that type of person? And, and it's, it immediately comes back with, no, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's just, you know, in the beginning, they, they kind of lied motion. Now, it's not that you can turn it on and off like a light switch, but you don't get to use it as a cop-out. I mean, and the red flags are normally there anyway, whether it's from where you're meeting this type of person. But here, and, and again, you know, everyone needs to show up with, uh, you know, to this radio show, show up with your journal and your pen in hand. And I love what I'm gonna, uh, what, what Jody says is, and I'm gonna save it, but you've gotta be ready to, I mean, we're sharing so much valuable stuff with you, you've gotta you write this down. And here's where I want you, whether it's a man or a woman, here's, here's where you start when it comes to relationships, even if you're in a relationship right now. Here's what I want you to do, here's the exercise for today, and to, you know, my last day, you know, I got Friday off, I play golf, and we'll be back Monday. So between Friday, today, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, here's what you do. You take that pen and pad, and you write down as, as specific as you can be what kind of person you want to be with. Don't even use the word love right now. I haven't even got there yet. Well, what kind of person that you want to be with? I mean, and I'm saying if, if you're a guy, you, you want to describe blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, you uh, are they a stay-at-home mom? Are they uh, a career-type woman? Are they, you know, mountain bike riding, snow skiing? Are they bowling? Are they golfing? Do they just like to veg out and, and, and watch I Love Lucy? Uh, you know, what? I mean, be as specific as you can. I mean, paint that picture. I mean, you want it as, as, as great as it can be. And the same thing with you women. I mean, and women really need to do it because guys just, you know, that emotional connection isn't there as strong as uh, we wish it would be sometimes. So for women, it's even more important to do this exercise. You've got to be as specific as you can what kind of man that you want. And you really need to be specific because if it goes long term and you end up marrying them, you know, what kind of father do you want to your children? 
I mean, and, and I know you may not be thinking that the first two or three dates, but you need to plan this out so far in advance. You need to know on paper and what that person really is, what kind of personality, what spirituality, what, what they are, the job, what kind of money they bring in, everything. I mean, and, and just really, you know, start, you know, you know, uh, pinpointing the areas that are most important to you because some of them are really deal, you know, deal breakers right off the bat. You know, and when those flags go up, you immediately break it off. But here's here here's the second part of that that exercise. So you say we 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 go off the air, and this sometime this evening you're sitting around and you're doing this exercise, and you wrote down the most perfect human being that you can come up with, and you're sitting there and you're reading it, and it's about you know realistic, and so you flip that page over. Now, women and men, I mean, you've described that perfect mate. You flip this black, you've got this blank page. You've got that pen in your hand. I want you to write down, I want you to be as specific as you was in describing this perfect mate. I want you to be that specific in describing what kind of person you would have to be to attract that kind of person. I mean, because if you describe this perfect mate, and everybody right now is going, whoa, 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 Brian. We you we were doing fine up until I flipped the page over. <laughs> I, what do you mean me? Now look, because you if you've described this perfect mate, you flip the page over and you're thinking. I mean, really picture that kind of person. I mean, what kind of person would you have to be to attract that person? And I don't mean sitting around meditating and, and kumbaya and thinking he's just going to show up because that ain't going to happen. You're going to have to go out and do some work to find him. I mean, but uh, uh, if you want a non-smoker, you can't be smoking. I mean, if you want someone who's athletic and rides kind of person that's always on the go, snowboarding and mountain bike riding, I mean, there's some, you, you, you've got to understand, when, once you've described that, that, that perfect mate, you're going to have to, in your mind, go, man, what kind of person would he be attracted to? Now, if you're in a relationship, trust me, if you're in a relationship, I'm not saying, and, and you've done this exercise, and you're looking at your, this piece of paper, and you're looking at your right now, will eventually become the kind of person that you described on the other side of that paper. As, as, as mir miraculous as it seems, I'm telling you, when you start with you, and, and as, as Gandhi said, we have to be the change that we want in other people. And now let's switch over a little bit before we take a break. We've got a couple of seconds before the, the thunder and lightning throws me out of here again. But it, it, don't use love. I mean, because you can stop a hundred people in the mall and ask them, hey, what's your definition of love? What does love mean to you? And you'll probably get a hundred different answers, a hundred different definitions. I mean, because it, it's 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 an emotion. I mean, a lot of the times love will mean to you, your definition of love will be how you were raised, what uh, the way people loved you as a child, the way your mother loved your father, the way your father loved, and, and we're using that love, so love means uh, it's going to have to be act came home from work, he come home from work early because he couldn't wait to get there, uh, any of those things, the way your, your brothers and sisters treated you, all of that stuff subconsciously creates your definition of love. And you, know, and, and you, you hear the ones like the cartoon, you say, hey, what's your meaning of love? And you get that cartoon that uh, is, is love is saying you never have to, or, or love is knowing how to say I'm sorry. I don't even know what that means. I mean, it, it, you know, sometimes it says love is never having to say you're sorry because the other person just knows that you didn't, what your intention was even before you did it. And then there's the, uh, you know, it's it's the the it's 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 an action. You know, for me, love is an action. You know, you can say all these different verbal words and and all these beautiful words and and uh, it, it, and when I say actions, I'm not talking about you show up with flowers and candies because you missed you know an important date or you showed up late or you didn't call when you were supposed to. I mean, it's 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 showing up with the the, the flowers and the candy, you know, because everything's great. You know, because they're on your mind all day long. Love is putting and, and I love. That uh, uh, what Malkovich says in in one of his movies, uh, Dangerously Liaisons, he says, uh, "Your happiness is more important to me than my own." That is what it means when I say that I love you. And I guess when someone asks me the, my definition of love, that would be it. You know, putting someone else's happiness in, in, way before my own. You know, is it, doing whatever I can to make them happy, even if. It, it's not going to make me ecstatic because seeing them happy and ecstatic is, you know, what really you know, brings me joy. We're going to take a short break. I want you guys to uh, again call in 914-338-1186. Again, that's 914-338-1186. Or if you're on the chat room and uh, hear women talk, you can, uh, you know, type in your questions. When we come back, we have Jody Silence, and I'm telling you, this she's got several books. 
uh, in the works. You know, one of the books I'm really going to push today and, and, and have you guys pick up is Prayful Awakening, and it's all going through something, and we need to learn those lessons. So uh, stay tuned, call in, type in, we'll be right back. Woo, hold on, everybody. It's getting rough out there. <laughs> Uh, welcome back, welcome back. The Brian Adams Show, Caffeine for the Mind, Thoughts That Wake You Up and Make You Think, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for the Hear Women Talk Radio. And Hear Women Talk, you know, log in and, and you can type in your questions. Uh, we just you know, talked a little bit about use that as a crutch to stay in a relationship that you know you should not be in. And uh, it's, it's great that we have uh, our guest right now. You know, Jody Silence is not pronounced silence, it's silence, and uh, it's kind of spelt like silence. But Jody Renee is an, an author, facilitator, speaker in the field of personal and spiritual development. Jody's a keen advocate for the empowerment of youth and committed to assisting people to awaken who they are and to achieve their dreams. As a young girl, Jody felt, you know, very drawn to spirituality, but you know, later on lost it. You know, lost her way through a deep depression, and they uh, had a uh, what they call Bell's palsy. It's a facial paralyze, and uh, you know Jody's coping mechanism, you know, was her, you know, was uh, was job after job. She felt less than than satisfied, but acquired new skills that shifted her in a direction as uh, you know for sales and advertising. You know, from there, Jody took an interest in television and radio production, but still seemed to be searching for that deeper meaning. And I think we've all been there. You know, have you ever wanted more out of life and, and thought that, you know, there must be a better way to live? And, and I know I have. And when Jody began asking herself those questions at the age of 30, you know, that inquiry and asking those questions to herself began a journey of self-discovery that combined the power of, and here's what I love. Uh, I've talked so much about journaling, but, you know, you know she, she calls it the power of paper, pen, and prayer into a spiritual awakening. That's powerful, that in itself. You know, you know, Jody says that you know many can teach subjects that they have learned or read about, but have ex you know, but uh, she has experienced the lessons that she teaches, and I, and I'm, I'm going to mention that before we even go into it. But you know, her passion and deep care for people stems from an experiencing you know, tremendous pain at an early age, but she's chosen not to be and not to become you know deliberated by it, but she is as as a use it as a gift, a gift of growth so that she can help others harmonize their lives. Please help me welcome Miss Jody Renee. Jody, are you there? I'm here. Thanks, Brian. Oh, thank Thanks for you. having me on your show. No, thank you so much. You know, before we get started, I, I love what you say that, you know, uh, you know, many can teach subjects that they have learned or read about, you know, but, you know, I, meaning you, have experienced the lessons that you teach. And I was at a seminar once for speakers, and uh, this guy was, you know, doing marketing and how to become a speaker, and he had the audacity to, and, and he says this and he does the seminar probably three times a year and, and gets quite a few people there but he tells them that you know if you read eight books on a subject you know you're an expert in that subject and I'm sitting here going he did not just say that so he repeated it and he goes I want everybody to understand that you know all you have to do is read you know eight books on a subject and you're an expert in that subject and afterwards I, you know, I made him go look you know I don't want to debate you and, 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 and get into a, a you know, a debate, you know, in front of all the, your audience, this is your show, he goes, but I said, look, man, you can, uh, you know, I'm a six-degree black belt, and uh, you can read, you know, eight books on operation, and you can read eight books on martial arts, but if you show up and be with a knife trying to do an operation, I'm going to kick your butt. <laughs> read, read them, reading, reading eight books ain't going to make you no expert, and uh, I had told a, a friend of mine that's a doctor that delivers babies, kind of the same story, I said, look, you know, I'm not going to have someone that shows up and delivers one of my kids going, yeah, don't worry about it. I read eight books. I know how to do this. I'm like, man, come on. So, you know, I love what you say that, you know, it's not something that you just went to school, you know, uh, as in book smart. You know, you've, you've lived what you teach. You know, explain that to us, Jody. you know, your background. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I totally hear what you're saying because anybody can learn something through reading textbooks in school or whatever. Whatever you want to learn, you can learn. But there's a difference between, <laughs> they say this in, in the Matrix movie, there's a difference between uh, knowing the path and walking the path. And I think that I've walked the path of, you know, heartbreak and sorrow and depression and, you know, going through that Bell's palsy paralysis when I was 17 years old. I went through a long age. 
so, you know, I, I felt the heartbreak. I felt all of those feelings and went through the journey of forgiveness and, and help you be the person that you want to become. I mean, we can all learn anything here, but um, I don't regret any of that. I don't regret mm -hmm. it because it's made me the person that I want to be and that I am becoming to be a better, better me, a better version of me. Yes. So all of those things that happened to me, I don't see it as, you know, I'm a victim, I, this happened to me, poor me. I, I've used it in the sense where you know what, I can use this to teach others, I can use this to help others, I can say, you know, I've been there, I've been through that, and I can relate to you, I can relate to your pain, but it doesn't mean we have to stay in that pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is, 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 uh, you know, you, you know, describe, you know, talk a little, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you know, the, the book that, you know, and, and I know I've, I've heard you say that it really didn't even start out as a book, it, it started out as, you know, like I asked people, just you know, keep a journal of your life, and uh, you know, and and you were telling me earlier that it, you know, your book, you know, Prayful Awakening, kind of started out as a journal. Uh, it, it, explain that. Yeah, I actually was. Um, I entered a relationship when I was about twenty years old, and he was about seven years older than than me. He had two little boys who I absolutely fell in love with. And they were babies at the time, and we were together for eight and a half years. Mm. And so, yeah, it was a—I mean, it was a big chunk of my life, and I was dedicated to that relationship. I felt that I was married to this person and his kids, and um, that relationship, you know, ended at the time. And I—I I was sort of just in a shell, and I—I I prayed. I just said, "Please, you know, God, help me," because. I'm I'm broken. I'm completely broken, and everything around mm. me was shattering. Like yeah. in the sense financially, my job, just absolutely everything. So th I just felt like there was just nothing left, and I was just clawing. And um, you know, I I basically heard a voice and said, "Just write, just write what's in your heart." And so I started journaling. I was just journaling for the purpose of just getting things on paper and. Along with that, I was shedding a lot of tears, crying, just a, a lot of feelings were being released. And what had happened was, you know, 10 pages turned into 60, 60 turned into 100, and just plain old notepad, just journaling. I wasn't worried about, you know, errors or anything like that. There was many scribbles and, you know, whatever came out, came out. But it, it was a release. It was helping me. And... What came out of that is I really had to look at myself and forgive myself. And mm. you were talking about love, Brian. What is love? And I think, honestly, that so many of us have a hard time loving ourselves. And yeah. when we look at ourselves and we love ourselves, we learn to love ourselves more deeply. We can love others more deeply. But mm -hmm. for me, I mean, I was in a state where I hated myself. I was just, you know, I wasn't happy with who I was. And through that process, um, a book came out of it, and I went on a forgiveness path, but a lot came up to do with my childhood. Mm. And, and, and let me take you back a little bit, because, you know, one, you said, you know, it's, you know, through the hurt and just, you know, kind of just uh, was, was, was broken, and you heard that voice, you know, just, you know, saying, hey, you know, just start journaling. And uh, see, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not the only one saying journal. So uh, if the big man is saying journal, you know, journal. But was it was it hard to to, to journal? I mean, because you know I've been through some tough times, and, uh, and 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 I look back and and read some of the stuff that I wrote down, and it almost hurt to write it down because I'm writing down what I'm going through. So it, it almost made it you know a little bit more real, the pain a little bit more real. But it seemed that it uh, made it heal that much quicker. Did you find that with yourself or? I mean, because yeah, some, some I mean, people may start, some people may start journaling, and 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 uh, when they first start, they go, "Man, this is too painful." Mm -hmm. Well, I I use something I call the self healing process, and it's paper, pen, and prayer. And literally, I would say a prayer, you know, in my mind or out loud, and just say, "What should I be writing about? What do you want me to heal right now?" You know, because I don't know. I mean, I can't do it alone. So, mm -hmm. if what came out of that was you know, many journal entries, and sometimes I didn't feel like writing, and sometimes I would just pick up a pen and say a prayer, and things would start flowing, and, you know, I find when you're forcing it, when you're thinking about it, 
then yes. it doesn't really happen, and that's the same process of writing a book. But when yeah. you ask for it and just allow it to come, then it, it will. And you know what? Yes, I absolutely felt pain, but I also felt relief as I was getting it out. And mm -hmm. one of the reasons I found out where I believe that I had Bell's palsy when I was 17 years old, which is a facial paralysis, um, mm -hmm. lasted for mm -hmm. four months, is because you look back at the thought processes and everything, and it's from traumatic stress. And I held in everything as a kid. I held in so much as a teenager, I didn't express it. And it was like anger inwards, and it came out through that. So it's a very healthy way of um, just getting things out. Mm. Mm. You know, it's, uh, I, I want to take a short break and... and uh you know, pay, pay, pay some of the, the bits. But what, you know, I want everyone to, to stay tuned in, and uh, you know, hopefully we can get some people to. I mean, I know a lot of people go through this, but you know, call in nine one four three three eight one one eight six. Again, that's nine one four three three eight one one eight six. And when we come back, I want you to. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about. You know, you said you know, you know, love yourself. You had to love yourself, and and uh, and like I'm asking, you know, what does love mean? And, and and I'm glad you brought that up because you know you really do have to love yourself before you can love you know someone else. And so many people look for you know uh, they don't love themselves, so they have that that void inside of them. So they turn to all these different individuals or things, whether it's drugs or food or alcohol, you know, to kind of fill that void because they're not loving themselves. So, you know, when we come back, I want to have you, you know, talk a little bit about how you went from not loving yourself to loving yourself. So we'll be right back. Back. Uh, the Brian Adams Show, Caffeine for the Mind, uh, produced and broadcasted by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk Radio. Uh, the Hear Women Talk social network. Uh, Hear Women Talk, just like it uh, is spelled. Hear Women Talk. It's not here as in H-E-A-R. It's H-E-R-E. Because -E, uh, it's a social network where uh, there is so much going on. So log on, tune in, and uh, type it up. Boy, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling because uh, we're here with my, my special and, and great guest, uh, Jody Renee. And, and we're talking about, it seems like the uh, universe is throwing hail at us and lightning at us and tornadoes and wind and, and uh, trying to trying to do everything they, they can to, to throw us off the air, but we've got a message that we know we need to share, and we was kind of chuckling going, I guess the universe really wants to see if we can be as, as patient as we talk about other people should be. Are we uh, practicing what we teach? And Jody says, uh, yes, she is. So before we went to break, Jody, I was talking about, you know, uh, you know, so many people, both men and women, that, you know, they do not love themselves, and you had said that you really need to love yourself before you can love someone else uh, first, and I totally 100% agree with that, and I know so many people who don't love themselves, and they look for outside sources, whether it's a, a, a man or a woman or drugs or alcohol or even food. Food is a huge one that people use to fill that void, and you said through the journaling you had learned to love yourself. I mean, can you kind of share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. I um, basically when I started journaling, it was uh, it was a process of ups and downs, and uh, pain would come up, and certain things would come up, but also a lot of good memories would come up. So you know, it ended up being um, there's a letter that I wrote to my parents. There's uh, that I published in the book. There's a letter that I wrote to my oh. ex. Let, let, let me. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you. I want you to get in, into that sure. flow, but. Uh, you wrote a letter to your parents, and then you put it in the book. So yes. it had to be—it had to be a great letter of how much you love them and how great everything was as a kid, right? Yeah, it was. Um, but it was both. It was basically, you know, things that came up for me that I needed. But I was writing a letter to them, saying that mm. I forgive you for all of that. And most of us are like, you know, we have so many dysfunctional families and all of that. You know, people. People are ashamed of that. And I think to myself, okay, the world is dysfunctional. I mean, yeah. things happen in families. Come on. And I was saying, I was writing a letter to them saying, you know what? All of this happened. You guys stayed together in an unhappy marriage for 40 years. And mm. I felt the effects of that as a child. But you know what? I forgive you. And I, I needed to go through all of that to become who I am today. There's no mistakes, I believe, in the world. And uh, it, so it was a great letter that actually brought a lot of healing to my family. Oh, it, it, it is, and, and uh, you know, because you know, 
my dad really never was around when I grew up. My mom was a, a really a, abusive alcoholic. I mean, you know, at, at the age of you know six, in you know, five and six, you know, my older brothers would have to you know cover me with their bodies, you know, because she would be trying to beat us with clothes hangers or belts. I mean, I still have you know marks on on my back that you know from the clothes hangers, uh, you know, but. It, it was, uh, you know, and and all of that is really what made me who I am. And people always ask, you know, if I could go back and change it, would I? And I have to say no because, you know, maybe I wouldn't be the person that I am right now if I changed to any of it. And and I'm real happy with who I am right now. But I, I love that exercise that you're saying. And and so many, I don't know if anyone's listening to this in uh, the podcast later on. Anyone that ever listens to it, you know, we've all been through something like that. And. Uh, I think that's a phenomenal exercise is is to write that letter to them, you know, stating what it was and saying, hey, I forgive you. And then uh, you're, they're not even going to be, uh, you know, putting it in a book and releasing it to the world to read, just, you know, handing it over to mom and dad. You know, and if mom and dad aren't around anymore, you know, I've, I've seen some people do letters like that and, and uh, you know, just burn them and, and watch, watch it go, watch the pain go away with the ashes. But that's just phenomenal. I mean, where, where did you go from there? Um, well, you know, for me, it was a real cleansing process, and mm-hmm. I was very—I was close to my dad as as a really small girl, and I was a total tomboy. I was just trying to get his approval with everything and trying to chase his love because he was sort of um, not the emotional type. My mom was totally opposite and showed us a lot of love. So I, you know, what you were saying earlier about picking men or picking women because of childhood events or whatever, absolutely I did that. I mean, that mm. was what I did. Um, but back to journaling and, and just getting things out, I think it's a really healthy way. And whether you show it or not, I mean, love is forgiveness. Forgiveness is love, and that's, that's mm-hmm. part of love. And forgiving oneself, I believe, is starting. That's, that's showing yourself love because it's a gift. I mean, when we mm-hmm. hold any resentment towards other people or towards ourselves or whatever, it's like poison in our bodies and our minds. And for me, I needed to look at me. I mean, God basically said, look, like, forgiveness is the first step to it all. Yeah. And that's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, Don Henley has a song called, you know, I'm not even sure of the name, but, you know, it's, it's about, you know, and even, you know, the song with the verses is, it's about forgiveness, you know, and I think it's about, you know, forgiveness, not that I'm going to sing it, but the verses, you know, some of the verses are just powerful. I mean, it, it's worth you know, printing out the lyrics of that song, and uh, it, it is. You know, in your book, you talk about, you know, the spirit child. You know, what's, you know, what's that about? Well, actually, when I was writing, it came up for me that I kept on going back to age three, in my book or in the writing process age three and a lot of memories would come up for me and it was almost like at age three that's when I really started taking things in taking in my environment and I mean you take in your environment when you're in your mother's tummy you but do yes you do that age, absolutely I mean it all it all plays a part but for for some reason it kept on going back to age three so I was basically journaling and asking, you know, what did I need? What was I missing? And things would come up for me, and I wrote in the book, basically, I needed this, and then I needed love, and I needed um, approval and and acceptance and encouragement, and all of those things that I didn't feel I was getting. So our spirit child is that little child inside. It's, you know, some say it's the inner child, but it's also our higher self. Mm. Because I believe that God is you know, child, child, not childish, but childlike, meaning innocent and free, and that's our spirit. That's our. That's who we are. Um, loving, unconditional love. It's that child inside of us that you know. A lot of times that we don't pay attention to, or we become so serious in life, or resentful, or bitter. But that child inside suffers because that's that free part of us, that kid that you know we remember as a really small individual that was just open to love and to life and open-hearted and we all have that inside so i call it the spirit child mm. <clears throat> and i like what you say it's it's that higher self and uh i think when, when you reach that part of who you are and uh when you find yourself you know live you know like i, I love to say you know, you know chasing that passion chasing that dream but man when you're in it you, and you, you hear people talk about the zone or whatever it is but you know when you reach that that inner child and uh I think you kind of touched on it is, you know, I think that's what God really is like. He he never really, or she never really loses that, 
to where uh, so, so that's when you're able to connect with them more when you're you know you know in in that state of awareness that you know higher self that that spirit child as you as you say would you agree with that yes absolutely and I I think that just being in the flow like I I mean I remember when I was a kid I would just sort of go with the flow and yeah I'd get upset mm-hmm. at times but you know I wouldn't really dwell on it long and just go with whatever was happening but as I got older I just started to become stuck because I was more so coming from my mind rather than my heart mm. and I think when you're in the flow you're connected to God's source energy and that's that you know it, it connects you to God it connects you with your higher self it connects you to everything that's good and I think so many of us you know sort of lose that and it was a process for me I call it discovery your spirit child through love and forgiveness that's what I did Mm-hmm. And so it's changed my life completely. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and, and I love what you just said too. Is is uh, you know discovering that inner child, that spirit child, that higher self through love and forgiveness. You know, I know so many people, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna right now. I, I usually mean relatives. <laughs> so when I you know just just know that, but who who won't let go of that? Uh, they don't want to you know uh, forgive. They they. They almost—that's uh, they—they made that part of their core. They made that a part of their identity. Uh, they need those excuses to, you know, a lot of times just either stay on welfare, keep smoking, keep doing drugs, keep you know drinking, you know, all of that stuff. And they—they they, they almost don't want to live. They don't want to forget because let go. You have to forgive. And I remember, you know, when I first started, you know, learning all this personal development. And I really, you know, it was personal development for me. It was martial arts and. Learning. The same principle, you know, outside of the karate studio to my life, whether it was relationships or actually my in my, my business, you know, I prospered, you know, uh, in my business the same way I did in martial arts. And I'm sitting here going, man, I, I figured it out. I got this key, and I couldn't wait to get back to North Carolina and share it with friends and relatives and going, look, man, we can live our dreams. We can be, do, or have anything that we want. If we know what we want, we're willing to take action. And, you know, we don't have to be on welfare. We don't have to wait for the next handout. We don't have to just, you know, uh, give in and give up. And, you know, they, they looked at me like I was. Honestly, hey man, you're messing it up. I enjoy you know, getting a check from welfare, and, and and I'm telling you, most of my relatives, an easy way to starve them to death would be hide their welfare check underneath their work boots. They'd never look; they wouldn't find it. But it, it, and it's you know, and when I when I really started, and that was so frustrating because I wanted them to find that, like you're saying, that inner peace that I had found, and and it, and it was that forgiveness. But so many of them wanted to 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 hang on to it, and there's so many books less uh, like. As a man thinketh, with with James Allen, he he says, you know, one of the first things you really have to understand is, uh, you you can't you know make someone else you know you know, want to change, and uh, that was hard for me to accept. Uh, have you ever found that yourself? Oh yes, yes. Actually, I w- I didn't know how my dad was going to take what I wrote in the book. I didn't. I was sort of afraid. I I had this feeling like, oh my goodness, you know. And it wasn't bad what I wrote, but I was just honest and open and said, what, said mm-hmm. what, what was going on inside. And I prayed about it, and I said, you know, I pray for a miracle, but I, I just re- I release it. I, I can't, you know, I can't change anybody. I, I understand that. But what came out of it is a shift did happen, and he told me that he actually cried when he read a couple of the mm. journal entries that I wrote. And mm. he said, I don't remember that. And I said, you know what, it's okay, it's a long time ago, and I forgive you, and I love you, and that's it. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, We can't change anybody. Um, I saw my dad in a different light after I Mm -hmm. chose to forgive him, because I realized that, you know what, we're all here trying to do the best that we can, and, you know, if we we knew better, we'd do better. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know better. Yeah, and and, and uh, you know, that's, you know, I, I tried to relate to my mom. You know, she never really, you know, was able to break the alcoholism, and most of that was because she really couldn't forgive herself for you know things that she had did to us as children. I kept, you know, you know, almost pleading with her, going, "Look, man, we're fine. You know, well, okay, I'm fine. The other ones, the other four messed up, but hey, one out of four is good." <laughs> you know, it, it, and I kept saying, "It's like it was, you know, it just, it, it, and they all, you know, is." Uh, we're all there. We're all here for a reason. And uh, if you're going through those painful things, it's a reason. There's a lesson to be learned there. And I beg people, man, learn that lesson as quickly as you can so that you can move on. And uh, I want to talk. You know, is I know you know a lot 
I want to hear your input on the importance of relationships and self-love. But before you, before you do that, I, I know there's a way that people listening are able to get, what is it, a free chapter of the book? There's kind of like a competition that's going on. What, what is that? I mean, share yeah, that with it's, us. Um, it's called The Next Top Spiritual Author and uh, or Next Top Author. So if you go to www.nexttopauthor.com, mm-hmm. um, you can click onto my, my link. My author ID number is 2491, or you can just punch in my last name. It's like silence with two L's. And uh, you can view, actually, there's a YouTube video. There's a sample chapter online that you can view. And I'm asking for people to vote for me. Uh, the, the whole competition is about... Basically, it was 3, 000, over 3,000 authors worldwide that entered. Now there's 270. So my, so my book was chosen, actually. You know, I'm one of the 270. And mm-hmm. you can sort of get a feel for, for what I'm talking about with my book. And then if you email me, I will send you more free chapters. You'll be entered to win um, a gift basket also. It's a $125 gift basket. So I'm doing that also for voters. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So it's uh, www.nexttopauthor, that's N-E-X-T-T-O-P-A-U-T-H-O-R dot com, and your number is 2491, 2491, or Jody, you know, silence with two L's. Uh, hey, we're going to take a real short break. Uh, lightning hadn't knocked us off yet, so uh, we're going to pay some bills. When we come back, I really want to get into the importance of relationships and self-love. We'll be right back. We are doing fine, man. I'm telling you, the universe is opening up for us. Uh, it's giving in to us. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, no matter that, when you're chasing your passion, if you stay at it hard enough and long enough, you know, the doors will open up. You know, the universe tries to make it, wants to have to, it, it has to make it tough. It's got to keep out the people who really don't want it. And see, me and Jody, we really want it. We want you to understand what we're trying to share with you because we know how much it can help you. So yeah, I guess the skies are going to be clearing up in, in Myrtle Beach pretty soon and just giving in because they can say, well, I can see these guys aren't giving up. Uh, you know, me and Jerry were talking offline a little bit but, uh, during the break, and, and I had mentioned last night I watched a movie called uh, it, it, We're All Fine, and it's with Robert De Niro and, and Drew Barrymore. I think it just got released to DVD maybe a couple of weeks ago, but it's it's uh, definitely worth watching, and it, it, it kind of reminds me of some of the stuff that we're talking about. But, uh, you know, before we went to break, we talked about Next Top Arthur, uh, you can go there and, uh, and and vote for for Jody. Her number is two four nine one. You can actually get a, a free chapter of her book, Prayerful Awakening, and uh, you know send her an email. She'll send you uh, several more chapters of the book. But just buy the book. I mean, it's 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 a journey you uh, may want to take yourself. And uh, I asked her to share with us the importance of relationships and self love. Can you share that, share some of that with us, Jody, please? Yes. Brian, absolutely. I um, I was thinking about that when you mentioned that earlier, and I know I wanted to talk about that. And the importance of relationships, um, I have a whole chapter on relationships, Chapter 7. And I believe truly that we need each other in the world to grow. I mean, we can't do it alone. And so many of us regret certain relationships or being married to a person or, or whatever the case may be, relationships with our parents or friends or coworkers or but you know, we're all here together and we all need relationships to evolve and to be better people and to become the people that we want to become. Now my my um eight and a half year relationship, I look back and I was, you know, in my twenties and I thought he was the world and I needed him. I was very codependent on that person. Now, mm-hmm. when we actually separated, I realized, wow, I need to start loving myself because I was looking for love through him. I was looking for approval through him. I was looking at him almost like the relationship that I had as my father, like, you know, please love me. Please, I just need you to love me because if you love me, then I can love him. I can feel loved and I'll mm-hmm. feel whole. But I realized at the time that, you know, I was looking outward. I wasn't looking inward. And I think the most important thing is looking inward and learning how to love ourselves. And how do we do that? Well, one of the things is forgiveness. Another thing is just being kind to ourselves and having positive talk and not, you know, listening to our lower self, which tells us that we're not enough. I mean, I always listen to that voice as a teenager, and it's uh, a hard voice to listen to. 
Mm-hmm. So the importance of relationships, um, you know, they're all meant to happen. They're all holy encounters. Everybody that you meet, we can learn something from. They can learn from us. It's a two-way street. No matter if it's a beggar on the street or somebody you see at a seminar, it doesn't matter. It all has to do with love. How can we be more loving people? So I can't, I can't stress that enough because, I mean, you know, there's no coincidences. We all come across people that are hard to love or are difficult. But you know what? It teaches us to be more patient people. It teaches us so many mm. things. And and in and, and saying that, you know, and because uh, what really struck me, you know, with that part of you know relationships and self love, uh, you know, because I almost take out the word and, and 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 you know I've told people you know several times relationships, you know, uh, with yourself, and, and and that means you know, like you had said earlier, you know, you need to learn to love yourself, and when you you, know, you tell people, you say, well, man, you know, look at the things that, you know, if. If if you were two people, you know, and and if uh, you know you were in love with each other, you know, in the same way that you want that woman to treat you if you're a man, and that man to treat you if you're a woman, the way you you know you expect certain things out of them and expect they should cert, you know uh, act a certain way, I mean, you you should really do that with yourself. I mean, so many times you know you see people just you know mentally beating themselves up, like you said, that inner voice. We'll talk to ourselves so much worse than you know you would let someone else talk to you. You go, hey, that's verbal abuse, you know. I'm getting a, a, a restraining order on you. Stay away from me. <laughs> so we almost need to take a restraining order out on ourselves. And uh, and, and through the drugs and the alcohol the, uh, and, and food, uh, again, you know, I keep saying drugs and alcohol, but, you know, I, I really believe that here in America, I know you're up in Canada, but here in America, you know, food is the number one drug of choice uh, for, for Americans. And we just, you know, slowly kill ourselves with, with toxic food and, and uh and, and the stress and, and the stress, you know, to me, I, I teach people is stress is the number one, you know, killer. I mean, it's it, to me, I believe it, you know, causes more diseases, you know, than anything, uh, and, and and it just gets built up inside of you. And I'm not sure, you know, I really want to talk about living with an open heart. But before we do, I know that you, as you were going through this journaling process and, and learning to love yourself, you know, all this toxicity that is inside of you has to come out some way, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I do a whole thing, the mental side of weight loss and help people get healthy again, and, and, and I really talk about the toxicity that's inside of you, and I know you had shared something with me that uh, it, it came out of you the same way it comes out of a lot of people, and it was, what, what do you want to say the word acne? Is that what, Would you use that word? Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I believe that whatever we put in our bodies no matter yeah. if it's thoughts or uh, food or alcohol, whatever the case may be. I mean, with thoughts, our cells and our bodies hold memory. Our heart holds memory. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty powerful. And, um, yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of toxic energy inside of me, and it's like yeah, I, that's when we become stuck. And I mm-hmm. felt stuck. I knew that I was in a rut. What happened for me when I was journaling and getting things out crying, releasing, praying, you know, all of those things, I was actually breaking out. Like My face was just completely a, mac- a mess, and it was almost like welts underneath my skin. I couldn't get rid of it. Mm. And you could say, yeah, it was definitely acne. And I've met people that are, are on the same path or similar path, that same thing is happening to them, hormonal. They think it's hormonal. Yeah, it could yeah. be. But it's some shift that's happening, you know, inside. It has to come out on the outside. So yeah. for me, that was happening, and it was happening to a friend of mine also. So we were looking for something that was going to clear up our skin and mm-hmm. came across an exfoliant that worked wonders, um, and we started a company called Bless Your Face. And it's an I organic love that title. skincare. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, bless, bless Your Face. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah we, we, we came up with that. It just stuck, and... You know, it came out of my book because it happened in the midst of writing the book, and it's been a total blessing for us because we've shared our story with so many people, and they're going through the same thing. And it's an organic skincare line. It's very, very pure. There's no chemicals, no, no parabens. It is um, for all ages, pH neutral. It's made with plant and flower extracts, mm-hmm. and it's food. It's healthy food for your skin. Anything you put on your mm. skin is in your bloodstream in 20 minutes. Yeah, straight to your, uh, 
yeah, teach that, you know, get straight to your, your kidneys and it just, uh, and some of the stuff that's out there that people put on their skins, whether it's the makeup or the lotions, uh, people don't even understand it. It's kind of like almost wiping poison on your, your body. So when I had, uh, you know, read that about you, I thought, man, good for her. Uh, because, I mean, especially, you know, in, in the, uh, the world of women, you know, I've got three daughters, the wife. So, uh, that whole lotion and, and, and skincare and, you know, and, uh, skin cream and cleaning and the pores and all that stuff is, uh, is, is is there's too much bad stuff out there and uh, that bless your face the or, organic skincare I mean is, is there a website or something I mean we don't, we're almost running out of time yeah. but I, I would yeah, like people to, to, to be able to research it more yeah absolutely and I'm open to all questions it's blessyourface.com so just B-L-E-S-S your Y-O-U-R and then face F-A-C-E nothing fancy just like that Perfect. So yep. Bless your Blessyourface.com. And then, uh, yeah. so so hopefully people, you know, because I think we only got a couple minutes left, but people can uh, go there and see what that is because it's so important. You know, like you said, it's, uh, and, and I always say that, you know, God gave us uh, control over three things. It's the thought that we, the thoughts that we dwell on, uh, you know, because you can't control the thoughts that pop into your head, but you can't control how long you dwell on them. You know, what we put into our bodies. And what we do with our bodies, and I guess I should, you know, start adding in what you put on your bodies, uh, <laughs> because people are right, you know, just wiping on poison and don't even know it. Uh, you know, we, we missed a couple of commercial breaks. I didn't want to, uh, you know, with the storms and stuff, you know, cutting us in and out. We probably got a minute left. Uh, I'm, I'm going to beg you to come back because I know you've got some children books that are in the works. Uh, it, you know. You, can you just you know in in a minute or two because we we've, we've talked and I've heard about them and, and they just get me excited. But or if you had a minute on the elevator and, and that's what you've got right here, you know, share a little bit like a teaser. <laughs> so when when I when I'm, uh, I get you to come back, maybe it'll be further along or maybe it's, it it'll be released. We can do an early order or something. But you know, what's what's with the new uh, children books? Um, I actually started a children's book, and it was an inspiration that happened after I was in a car accident, and the thought came in my mind you're writing a children's book and that's where it started and uh, basically it's a children's book that is for like the Harry Potter age it's very Disney-like it's a musical children's book but mm -hmm. it also teaches kids about their spiritual self as well it teaches them um, in a fun great way with it's a family book it's for everybody that wants to um, see it together and yeah it's it's, I, I'm really excited about it because it's a huge thing, and I can't wait till it gets out there. Mm -hmm. Great characters, so yeah, I'm excited. You say when when the characters you you said was 17, and uh, I know I got a 17 year old daughter. And uh, how many how many characters are, are are in the book? Well, there's a family of four, but family of four? they go on this journey, sort of sort of like a Narnia, and they meet all these uh -huh. funny, crazy characters that you fall in love with, and. They made me laugh as I was writing them. They just sort of appeared. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's phenomenal. And, and and I know what you're saying when you say, you know, because uh, is uh, that pen and paper and prayer and when you're writing and you're journaling and when you, you get to that, that uh, you know, that, that spirit child and your higher self and, and connecting with God, the pen just flows. I mean, there's there's several poems that uh, that are in my book, Caffeine for the Mind, and I, and I you know, I'm honest about it. I, you know, I say I didn't write them. I just held a pen because I looked at them and, and, and I tried to go back and change a couple of things and heard the voice go, look, you didn't even write it. Leave it alone. <laughs> and so I left it alone. <laughs> and, and, and but that whole, you know, really wanting people to get in touch with that, that, that inner self, that young spirit child is, you know, my, my youngest daughter, uh, eight years old, uh, when she was two, you know, she told me and her mom that, uh, you know, she's seen us from heaven and, and picked us as, as, as her parents. And to hear that as two years old, I mean, my wife walked out of the room, you know, because she didn't want uh, our daughter to see her crying and stuff. And I had told my mom, this was before my mom passed away, and she was going, you know, you know, you know that's a blessing, boy. Don't, don't let that, you know, you know, keep reminding her and keep, keep her talking about it and, and more and more. Keep, uh, let her know that you know, uh, so she re you know remembers heaven more, and because I believe we all, we all were were in heaven at one time, we've come down here so that we can grow you know more spiritually. Because we need to go through these things. The hard times is what really makes you grow spiritually. And if you're in heaven where everything's perfect, you're not growing spiritually. So I believe we do pick certain areas and we pick certain things to go through in life and and certain parents to have. I mean, because I mean, you, you could have looked down and, and picked everything that you were going through, even the the whole you know meeting the seven year old guy that's older than you seven years by tw seven years and at the age of 20 and getting attached to his children to go through that 
things that you can write, you know, this book, the uh, Prayful Awakening, to share with other people and, and get that blessing back. I mean, we're all here going through something for some reason, and uh, it, it, it's just, you know, a blessing having you here on with us. And uh, I think we're coming to the end, but uh, before we do, is is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Maybe talk about living with an open heart before we get out of here. I think we got two minutes left. You know what you said about children, uh, about mm-hmm. the two-year-old at two years old. I, everybody, you know, listen to kids. They're so wise, especially when they're mm. little, when they're small. They know so much, and they teach us so much. And they're, we're, yeah, we're here to teach them, absolutely. But they are here to teach us. And you know, living with an open heart, watch children. That's what they do. And I think, you know, I mean, as we get older, we revert back to childhood. We want to be younger, but that's the way. It's to live with an open heart. We actually, it reverses our age process. It really does. I believe that 100%. Mm. And it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's you know, because, I mean, I guess as kids, they, it's not that they get messed up by, all the, by their parents. It's just because, man, as parents... We don't know any better ourselves. Uh, we we hope to. So it's uh, anyone listening, I, you know, I'd really beg them to kind of do like I've done over the years, and, and what it sounds like that you've done is to really just take a good look at yourself and go, yeah, you know, I went through some stuff as a as a child. My parents may not have been everything that you know, I wish they were, or could have been, or everything that I'm going to be when I become a parent. You know, but they were, like you said, they were the best. Uh, that they could have been at the time because of the you know, the experiences that they had way before, you know, you were even a, a thought in their mind. Uh, you know, they went through their own stuff that made them who they are. So it's you know, you know, quit holding those grudges, quit quit holding that negativity in. I'm telling you, that negativity and that stress, all it does is is eat at your insights. And as you said, you know, uh, we it's so much is is memories. You know, we're 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 so many trillions of cells, and and we. We, you know, as a person, as a human, we rebuild ourselves, you know, constantly. And even those cells hold on to those memories. You've got to let it go. So when those cells die, that memory dies, and or not even so much let the memory die. Remember it, but remember it as the lesson, so that you grow from it and, and you know that it's it's love. Uh, any last thoughts before we get out? Yeah, Ms. actually, Jody? my last thing that I want to say is um, don't do it alone. Say a prayer for for it because we can't do anything alone. Be humble and just ask for help. I mean. That's absolutely mm. what it is. It's um, allow it to come and allow it to come through prayer. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, again, Jody, uh, is you know with the bad weather and stuff, man. We we persevered. We pushed through it. We opened up the skies. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's 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 been phenomenal. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to beg you back in a, in a couple of months and, and see how the uh, the children's books are going and uh, the lessons that we can teach our children and, and, and uh, some of the songs that are in it. But it's just been a blessing to have you here, I'm, and, and thank you so much for taking your time out and being with us. Again, you know, everyone, please, it's uh, nexttopauthor.com, and, and uh, Jody's number is 2491. Kind of vote for her. Get that free chapter, and uh, do yourself a favor. Bless your face, uh, and that's it. Blessyourface.com. Again, everybody, today is my last day. It's our first week live on the radio, Caffeine for the Mind. This has been produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk Radio. And until we meet again, keep a smile on your face, God in your heart, me in your prayers. Make today better than yesterday, tomorrow better than today. <laughs>